Welcome back to the Disney Dining 101 podcast where we dive into all things Disney because if you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. This is your host, Christian Haynes, with co-host Candace Haynes. Hey, friends. All right, to start off today with your Lightning Lane news updates, uh, over at Blizzard Beach, which has been closed since the beginning of the year when they reopened Typhoon Lagoon, they are installing a conveyor belt system that is going to take your inner tubes up to the top of the slides for you, kind of like when you're over at Volcano Bay, uh, Aquatica has it, and you know that's just a really nice system because it, it, it is, it's not frustrating, but it's, it sucks kind of carrying those things up the stairs all day long because you know, you got people in front of you with inner tubes, behind you with inner tubes. They're bumping into you. Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to be on vacation, not doing like hard labor going up all those stairs. Because we all know there's like a million stairs at every single slide at Disney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, you already got to go all the way up the stairs. So the conveyor belt system will be, uh, you know, nice. It'll be a convenience. And it'll also probably make the rides a little more efficient because the timing will be, you know, it'll be consecutively just timed like the... That inner tube comes up, you get on. Inner tube comes up, you get on. You don't have to Honestly, carry it, up. it adds in a safety factor too, because I mean you have people <laughs> bumping into each other and you know, if someone moves their inner tube the right way, you're you're going down those steps. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I've never seen anything reported about that, but that's a good point because if you think those steps are wet because people are getting, you know, out of the pool, up the stairs and stuff like that, and I've never seen a report of anybody falling down the stairs at Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach, but that could definitely happen if somebody were to, you know, turn real fast. If something, you know, I don't know, if they heard a noise or somebody said their name and knock into somebody behind them. And then, I mean, it's just going to be a domino effect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I think that'll definitely help add on to a safety element that Disney is very keen on. Yeah, there's no reopening for Blizzard Beach yet. I mean, it looks like they're doing major construction. Uh, they've pretty much ripped the entire back half of the main slide area apart you know obviously if they're installing a whole new system there's three cranes uh it's definitely going to be a while before blizzard beach opens um which i'm okay with if they're making improvements to the park uh you know when typhoon lagoon was closed all last year you know they didn't make any improvements to the park nothing was done um you know other than routine maintenance yeah other than just routine maintenance that they would do anyway so if they're actually making improvements to the park, you know, I, I can definitely get in on that. Alrighty, and then speaking of routine maintenance, here in early 2023, they are actually going to be closing the Skyliner. Um, so again, I don't think they're going to be doing anything crazy, no refurbishments or anything like that. They're just going to be updating um, the ride system and maintaining it as properly as it can. I mean, and if you're like me and you're going to be that high up in the air, I want it to be as well maintained as possible. Yeah. So, and it gets used every day, constantly it runs, you know, for 14, 15, 16 hours a day, every day. So the routine maintenance is definitely needed on that system. Um, it doesn't have exact dates yet. They haven't announced exact dates, but that's definitely something that if you're planning a trip in early 2023, maybe for festival of the arts or something like that, you definitely want to take a look at it if you're thinking about staying at Riviera or Caribbean Beach or Pop Century or Art of Animation because that's definitely a key feature for those four resorts. And if you don't have the Skyliner available to you, it definitely knocks those resorts down on my level because uh, if without those, I mean, you're looking at straight bust. Yeah, and I mean, it does make those resorts a little bit nicer because it does give you that second mode of transportation. And, you know... One thing I will say is 
there's only one other resort that I can think of off the top of my head that only has one mode of transportation, which is Animal Kingdom Lodge. But theirs, I feel, runs more efficiently because of the way the bus stop is set up. Where at these other resorts, they are like the tiniest bus stop and it's only, you know, one or two lanes for bus traffic. So they have to time those in a certain way so they don't have multiple runs overlapping each other. Where at Animal Kingdom, they have six different stops to have six different buses come in at the same time. Yeah. So if you're thinking of staying at one of those resorts, I'd definitely take that into consideration because you may have longer waits as far as your bus goes. Yeah, I would definitely not staying at those resorts way off unless it was already pre-booked and nothing else is available. But if you're looking at booking now and you're thinking about that time frame, I would definitely consider not staying at those resorts just because of, you know, the factor of not having a Skyliner available to you. It, it, it is a big convenience for those resorts. Uh, we love using the Skyliner to get around, especially just going from Hollywood Studios to Epcot. Um, or just resort hopping. Even. Or just, yeah, if we're just a day where we're just resort hopping, we definitely prefer the Skyliner to other modes of transportation. You do get your own cabin and it's nice and, you know, you kind of get a chance to relax and not feel like you're being standing on top of. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to finish up, um, the news segment here, all the Halloween decorations are up at Magic Kingdom now, so everybody can run and get their fall photos, even though it's not fall in Florida, but... You know, that all the decorations are up. The Halloween party started a week ago. Uh, the first one did get rained out pretty bad, apparently. So that's kind of a bummer because that's kind of a one-shot thing. If you have that planned in your trip and you're not like a local, you know, and you go to the Halloween party and it gets rained out, I mean, you probably don't have time to really... I, I'm sure Disney comps it if you would, you know, go to guest services and be like, hey, you know we want to reschedule it for a later date this week if it's not sold out because they do have a lot of dates that are sold out. But that would be a big bummer if you spend the extra 120 some odd dollars to, to go to that. And then you, you get rained out. Yeah, absolutely. And with Halloween decorations or fall decorations at magic kingdom also comes fall merchandise. So there is a ton of fall merchandise in magic kingdom and I mean, it's scattered a little bit around the parks, but your main place is going to be Magic Kingdom and Disney Springs, and they have a lot of really cute stuff. Um, it looks like they're playing big into Hocus Pocus this year, especially with that movie coming out here in October, I think it is. So if you're a Hocus Pocus fan like I am, definitely go check out the merchandise. And I'm way too excited for that movie. Christian doesn't like it, but it is one of my favorite all-time movies for Halloween. Yeah, and they do have a Sanderson sister uh spirit jersey spirit jersey and there's a lot of just there's a lot of hocus pocus merchandise and and the halloween party they do have a sanderson sister stage show that they also do yes. so they're really playing hocus pocus big this year so if you're big in the fall merch definitely go check out the emporium all right so for our main segment today we actually have a special guest on the show and he's a guest contributor to the podcast and social media platforms Matt Mullen is here to help talk about his most recent trip and Disney cruise that he recently went on on The Wish. Um, how you doing today, Matt? I'm good. Glad to be back. Glad you guys are putting out content again. Yeah, it's definitely something that we really wanted to get back into. And, you know, your friend, contributor, you Disney advocate, everything. So we definitely were excited to get you back on here, especially considering you just had a, a recent trip to talk about. Yeah. So we got back about three weeks ago from our honeymoon. Um, we stayed in Disney for three days, and then we did a three-night cruise on on the new brand, the brand new Wish. 
Okay, let's start off with your three night stay. Just, you know, tell them where you stayed at, different places that you ate, what you did. Sure. So, uh, Megan and I stayed at the Grand Floridian, which was awesome. Stayed in the villas. Um, the room was exquisite, and we had some some pretty good dinners. Um, so, our, our first night, we went to California Grill. Um, yeah, you can't beat that. Um, all your recommendations were great. I had the uh, the beef wontons per your recommendation, Christian. They were amazing. Um, one definitely of my favorite things. Definitely one of my favorite things we had on the trip. Yeah, definitely. It's that's one of the best. It's one of the best dishes at Disney World, I think. It was good, and, and Megan had the the Florida blue crab bisque, um, and she really enjoyed that. I had a few bites; it, it was pretty tasty. Um, and when we got to California Grill, they noticed that we had um, like just married buttons on or something, and so they gave us a honeymoon table, and they sat us right at a window, like looking onto Magic Kingdom. So that was cool. Our server was really good. He ended up giving us um, an extra dessert since we were celebrating something special. So, wow, I didn't know they did that honeymoon table. That's pretty. That's pretty nice. Yeah, it was awesome. It was it was a perfect view, and it had rained a little bit in that day. But by the time we sat down, the sun was kind of peeking back out, so it was yeah, a really good view of the park. That view up there at sunset is really something else. It's hard to beat. Yeah, it's it's great watching the construction on Tron. We love that. <laughs> it's a good view for Tron. <laughs> um, but Megan and I both had the fillet, um, and that was just exquisite. The um, the sauce they had with that and the potatoes just worked really well together our steaks were cooked perfection megan's not on her head at me it was awesome <laughs> yeah that that um we we actually recently ate there too uh we ate there a week two weeks ago two weeks ago we ate there yeah. and everything you're saying is exactly the way we feel about it every single time we go that blue crab bisque. the blue I, crab bisque was really good mm-hmm. i didn't get it but i took a few tastes of christian's and it was delicious yeah i just wanted to try a little something different and it was really good and i'm kind of a crab snob i really only like maryland blue crab but i don't know where they got these from but but they were really good yeah that was a that was a nice dish and i know it's just a seasonal dish because it's it is crab season so i know that it'll probably be gone by the next mm-hmm. time we go. but it is a nice thing to know that when you go in the summer you can get that if they bring it back. if they bring it back yeah what dessert did you guys get um when you went the um, other week we got the creme brulee the creme brulee okay we both had the five magical bites for the 50th anniversary that was really good um i think the chocolate lemon and the honey were our favorites okay yeah because you get the five bites from the 50 years that's that's a that's a good play for a dish they did a really good job with you know coming up with that idea because it's for people that don't know it's it's five little like almost like truffles is what i kind of like not really truffles but i mean they're like little miniature like individual cake slices okay so it was yeah. Like, yeah cake there was a carrot cake there was a chocolate cake um there's a lemon something the lemon cake and then there's something else there's a cheesecake and then but essentially it's the five chefs that were at california grill over the 50 years and then they all had a signature dessert, and then they put all the signature desserts in a bite-sized piece on one plate for you. So it's a really good way to taste the restaurant kind of as it's evolved. Yeah, it was really good. And, and one thing I, I also enjoyed, I didn't know where the restroom was, so I went from one end of the, the restaurant to the other, um, and I ended <laughs> up walking past the kitchen. And I just kind of sat there for a few minutes and just watched them. I mean, it was like clockwork. There's, you know, 20, 30 people back there working. Um it was just really impressive and cool, cool to see. Yeah, it is, it is really, 
is a cool open kitchen concept there. You can see everything going on. They don't hide anything behind walls or anything. You can see everything as it happens. Yeah. It's like a fine oil machine back there. Yeah, it, it runs amazingly. So where did you eat next? Um, so the next day, we actually went and got a couple's massage at the Grand. Um, can't I know this is a, a dining podcast, but can't recommend the massage enough. That was amazing. Um, a little expensive, yeah. but it's pretty nice when you're down there at Disney. You know, you walk a lot. Um, it's pretty relaxing. So worth the money? Worth the money for sure. I wouldn't do it every trip, but uh, definitely special. like special occasions for sure. Yeah. Okay. That's that's awesome. I didn't. We've never done that, but that's definitely going to be on our list of things to maybe try if we go back and stay for a couple weeks or a couple nights or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, after our um, our massage, we just walked over to Gasparilla Grill at the Grand, Flor- Grand Floridian. Um, I had a burger with fries. It was pretty good. Um, Megan had grilled cheese and tomato soup. I mean, it was like a $25, $30 meal at Disney. It was, it was solid. Okay, so for those – People that do follow Instagram, they know this. And for those that don't, they don't know this. Me and Candace also just stayed the weekend at the Grand Floridian last weekend. And <laughs> I got to jump in here for a second because Gasparilla Grill really blew us away. Oh, yeah. It was so good. It was so good. We went there probably like three times in four days. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like We got breakfast there every morning. Like the view we, there is amazing. Like you look down the harbor or the, like the yeah the harbor like area there at the Grand where they rent the boats and it's a perfect view of the castle. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, like we we love it. Candace also got the grilled cheese tomato soup. And Christian <laughs> also got the burger. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and we were really for a quick service. We were really blown away by it. Just um, you don't always expect to get like you don't expect to get good food at quick services at Disney just because they want to get you in and out. But we really right. Gasparilla Grill, so I'm happy you guys went there. And we went there for breakfast our last day um, when we were at Disney, and we did a mobile order, and I just brought it back to the room. Um, but you can only do a mobile order if you're staying at the Grand. Yes, yes. that is yes, that is true. They don't allow mobile orders for outside uh, outside parties, and I think that's to cut down on the parking, honestly, because people started mobile ordering to use the. Um, the parking lots. So they mm-hmm. either their pool or go to, to the, the parks. parks, which is right. a, uh, it's just a way to get free parking at Disney if you buy lunch at one of the resorts. But they're cutting back on that with the mobile ordering. Like you said, you had to be staying there. So, but yeah, we, we got breakfast there a couple times. But we the first time we went, we ordered like a full breakfast, um, which is just a basic Disney breakfast, honestly. It's a bounty platter and Mickey waffles and stuff. But then we started just getting like the, the pastry items out of the little bakery thing. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys lied and self-serve. They were really good. Like we got yeah. the bagel a couple times, the muffins. Croissants. The croissants. Everything was really good. We were really impressed with that restaurant. Okay. Yeah. So continue with your trip. Yeah. So um, after that, we kind of relaxed and went to the pool. And then we went to uh, the boardwalk to go to uh, Disney Dining 101's favorite restaurant, Flying Fish. Um, yes. it was fantastic. Megan and I both had, um, the seafood pearl pasta, which was, uh, it was scallop shrimp, mussels, clams, and lobster over like a bed of couscous. Ooh. And it would have been my favorite meal of the trip, but mine kind of came out, uh, room temperature. It wasn't very warm. I think Megan's was warmer than mine. Okay. Um, so I kind of put a damper on it, but it was, it was still fantastic. If Disney does one thing right, it's scallops. Like, no matter where you're at, their scallops are amazing, and Flying Fish was the best. 
Yeah, I've never had, and now that you say that, I think about it too, because, you know, I mean, as much as I eat there, I don't always, I can't always put thoughts together until somebody maybe comes and says it. And then I think to myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, but you're right. I've never had bad scallops at Disney. I've had an Ajiko, Flying Fish, California Grill, Narcoosies. I've had scallops at a lot of different restaurants and I've never had a bad scallop there. I can't. And I used to be someone who would, religiously order scallops yeah. when we went to Disney. Yeah. And I've kind of switched paces and started going more toward the steaks. But in our earlier trips, I can't say that I ever had a bad scallop. Yeah. That's a good point, Matt. That's something that I never thought about or never brought up. But they, they do scallops right. I don't know if they have a, a method that they just implement in all their restaurants of the way that they're cooked, but they are very good scallops. Yeah. Um, and the portion of lobster was pretty good too. I mean, most places kind of skimp out, especially when there's like multiple seafood items in a dish, yeah. um, but, lobster crabs. but it was good. And we, I think we enjoyed like the aesthetic of flying fish, the best of the restaurants we ate at on this trip. I mean, it's really good for a date night. Um, it's not too loud in there. Um, wait, waiter was good. You know, bread service was good. We had a window seat all in all it was a really good experience. Yeah. So that's something that since you brought it up, uh, I also agree with, I, I do, I will say that after our most recent trip to California grill, California grill is absolutely fantastic. Um, loud. but it is loud. Uh, you do have families, you do have the open kitchen and I, I'm not going to say I feel rushed when I go to California grill, but it's busy and they, you can tell it's like, get them in, get them out, get them in, get them out. Because they have people waiting. We're at Flying Fish. I'm not going to say that they never have a full house, but they have more of the slower pace. The boardwalk itself as a resort is a slower pace resort. It's just a really relaxed. Yeah. It's, a, it's a relaxed atmosphere in there. And like you said, for the date night, the colors in there, it's the dark blues and the, the dark wood colors. It's, it's a really nice date night restaurant if you're in Orlando. That and there's so many small details that I feel like some people don't notice. Like the cutlery at Flying Fish has it's a little fish tail at the bottom of each piece yep. of yeah with little um with with scales. scales. Yeah. You know, if you look at the menu, same deal. There's like scales, you know, across, the scales the menu. across the menu. Yeah. And little fine details that a lot of people, you know, who are on vacation and they're not really paying attention to those kind of things. But as you know, people who when we go, you know, we're local. Matt is in Matt and Megan are in West Virginia, but they've gone they've gone to Flying Fish. I want to say twice now. Have you guys been twice? That was our first time. Oh, was oh, it that your first, was time? Your first time? For some reason, I thought you'd gone uh, on an earlier trip. It was. We'll be back. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we I mean, stayed at the Boardwalk twice, but um, the first time we went was during the pandemic when Disney reopened. So Flying Fish wasn't open, and then last trip for last year we didn't get around to it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and for people like us or like people who are like Disney super fans, especially like Disney super food fans, like those are the things that you notice a little bit more and you take more appreciation in the restaurants and how they do things and how they present themselves. Yeah, definitely. I feel like Flying Fish has that little more elegance to it. Yeah. I mean, California Girl does have a level of elegance to it, but again, that's one of those busier restaurants you have the castle view with the fireworks at night and they're now allowing people to come back up 
you know, even if you had an earlier reservation, they're allowing people to come back up with their receipt saying, oh, I ate here today. They said I can come up and watch it from the observation deck yeah. for the fireworks show. So um, it does get a little bit louder. At it that does. Time. It is. And there are children there. Whereas if you go to Flying Fish, there might be one table that has children. Uh, so what was next? Um, so after that, we went over to Abercadabra. It's one of Megan and I's favorite spots in all of Disney. Um, just had a cocktail. It's a nice little place. It's never too busy. Um, you can sit there and just, you know, just talk and enjoy the evening. Um, it's a cool little bar, but both of our drinks are really good as, as, as always. Abercadabra is a very good bar, but you do pay a price for being there. It is, it is one of the pricier bars at Disney from what we've, you know, noticed on going, going around. That and the Enchanted Rose are probably the two most expensive bars at Disney per mixed drinks. We didn't get around to Enchanted Rose. We talked about it. Um, it was kind of toward the end of our time there. We were like, ah, I don't feel like spending you know, close we, to $50 on, on one drink either. each. You know, We didn't either. And I, was, I, had, I almost told you that when we were on our trip. I almost texted you and said we're going to go to Enchanted Rose. And we didn't get around to it because we were just honestly just relaxing. Um, you know, We did a really relaxing trip this time. But we wanted to go there, and then I looked at the menu, and they had cocktails that were twenty five a piece, and I was yeah. like, "Ooh, that's that's a that's not like completely unreasonable, but it better be the best cocktail I've ever had. It better be like top shelf. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it better like top shelf liquor in it because twenty five dollars for a mixed drink is is pushing you know that's downtown New York City prices. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys do after Abercrombie Bar? Um, so the next morning we went to the, uh, Grand Floridian cafe for breakfast. So that was really good. Uh, Megan and I aren't huge breakfast people, but, okay. uh, both our meals were good. She had pancakes. I had just like the standard eggs, bacon, and sausage, uh, with breakfast it, potatoes, breakfast. Was it, um, was it unreasonably priced or was it decent? It was decent. I mean, it, we probably spent, it was probably 40 or $50. It really wasn't that bad. Yeah, for a, me 40. No, waiter, stuff like that. That's not horrible. No. Um, I mean, I'm sitting down with a waiter at Disney. I'm expecting to spend $50 for two people. Right. And we actually ended up having leftovers and we ate that for breakfast the next day. Oh, um, nice. And the leftovers actually heated up really well. That's nice. We actually went to Grand <laughs> Cafe for dinner on our trip and we were going to go for breakfast, but you know how it is when you're here. It's just you can't do everything at one time. It's just too hard. You know how it is yeah I mean, and um, dinner was also very good there so i i recommend grand floridian cafe to anybody listening as a a, a good breakfast place and also a very good dinner place that's not gonna break your bank oh, yeah. yeah we'd we'd love to go back on dinner yeah i think dinner was 50 dollars with our dvc discount and we didn't get appetizers and desserts and everything like that but you know just sat down and ate like a, a meal mm-hmm um, so after that, we went to Disney Springs and had to go to Unique Glow and the other favorites. But we went to Earl Sandwich for lunch. Uh, I had never been before, and it was it was really good. It is. It's good quick service there. Um, it's easy to get in and out of. It's not quite as busy as some of the un- other places. Like Polite Pig is always very busy. Uh, chicken Guy is always, you know, slammed. So it's a good place to go get a good sandwich or meal, whatever you want to call it, and, and get in and out and not have to wait too long. And I finally got to go to Jock Lindsay's after two years of trying. Um, oh, hadn't had been the, there. No, I hadn't been there. I had the cool-headed monkey. That was really good. Cool-headed monkey, best drink at Disney. I <laughs> yeah. love 
They're Teddy's tea. It's non-alcoholic, but it's so good. That that cool-headed monkey. I don't think I've had a drink at Disney World that is better. Maybe the blueberry lemon drop martini at Cali Grill is right with. Dude, it. yes, I had that. <laughs> that that those two drinks I think are my favorite two drinks at Disney. I would agree with that. Yeah, the 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 blueberry lemon drop is so good. I don't know what they use in that, but. I don't think I could recreate that at my house. It's just so good. No. Megan's the, a big fan of the, sea, the seashore suite at uh, Abracadabra. It's like a cotton candy cocktail. It's it's pretty good. It's a little sweet for me, but she loves it. So I have only gotten, I think, one drink at uh, Abracadabra and all the times we've ever been over at Flying Fish or over that way. And I don't even remember what it was called. Maybe I, the Houdini or something like that. I don't I remember. I can't remember. I know we did, but I don't. I remember I got a drink, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, to be honest. Okay, so after Earl Sandwich and Jock Lindsay, did you get food at Jock Lindsay or just drinks? Just drinks. Um, <laughs> so dinner that night, this is our last night at Disney, was at Citra Coast. And Megan and I were both blown away from it. It was really good. We didn't really know what to expect, um, but it was, it was fantastic. So we've eaten at Citra Coast. So we've eaten at Citra Coast in the last year. Actually, we've never talked about it on the podcast. We, I think we maybe put an Instagram post out about it. But Citrico's was always on our list of places to eat at because, you know, and you'll be able to speak to this, Matt, because this is what you do. Whereas compared to what we do now, living here is a little different. So when you come down for a seven-day trip or a three-day trip or whatever, you plan your places and it's hard to not go back to the same places you know you like. Mm-hmm. And to go to the Grand Floridian – in the past, we would always just go to Narcoosie's because we knew we liked it. <clears throat> and then uh, it was one of our other friend's birthdays this year. And he was like, I want to go somewhere we haven't gone. And we were like, okay, well, you know, pick whatever you want to pick. And he was like, I want to go to Citricos. And I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, that's fine. I said, we've never been there. You know, it'll be a good Disney dining review. And we didn't know what to expect either. So go ahead and go through what you ordered. And then I'll, I'll chime back in after you're done. Well, we initially we tried to go to Narcoosie's, but it's under construction or yeah. maintenance or something. So we need it though. It it really needed a refurb. <laughs> so Citrico's really worked out. Megan had the golden tilefish with uh came with chorizo, risotto, shrimp, and tomatoes, mm-hmm. and that was really good. Uh, chorizo obviously had a little bit of a kick. Um, yep. And then the I had the mahi mahi, which was probably the best mahi I've ever had. Um, came with potatoes, asparagus, and some mushrooms. And I forget what the sauce was, um, but it was a little like sweet and tangy, which was really good with the fish. Um, we were both kind of eating off each other's plates because both were good. And yeah. it was the perfect like end of the trip uh, dinner, like because we'd eaten pretty heavily the last two nights. Um, this was like nice and light. Yeah. Um, it wasn't overly expensive either. Um, and our yeah. waitress actually gave us free champagne since it was our honeymoon. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's a nice little touch uh, for being a, for well, what we consider like a two credit when the meal plan is a thing, when it's a two credit meal, uh, Citrico's is reasonably priced for what you get there. Um, it's not California grill expensive. It's not flying fish expensive. Uh, it is on the upper echelon of restaurants. I would say service and quality and you know what you're getting. Uh, it is above most of those, you know, one credit restaurants. Um, and it, it and you not you're not breaking the bank if you're paying out of pocket for it. No, we were excited. We were like, this is our first dinner under a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, and 
That's always the best feeling. <laughs> so, so a good a good little note here for Citricos for people that haven't eaten there or don't know some of the you know facts history. Everything that Citricos is you everything they use in their dishes is sourced out of Florida. It's the only restaurant in Disney that does it. So Disney restaurants obviously use local stuff, but everything you get at Citricos is either grown in Florida, caught off the coast of Florida, or something you know along that line. Wow. Um, so like the mahi probably came from the golf and the tilefish probably came from the, you know, the keys or something like that. Um, and they do a, I don't know if they have it on the menu right now. I know they do during strawberry season. They have a plant city strawberry salad because uh, plant city is like the largest strawberry grower in Florida or something. Um, but the last time we were there, our waiter was telling us, you know, every single thing that they, they sell at that restaurant is sourced out of Florida. Uh, even the beef, they get the beef from uh farms in florida everything they use a lot of uh tropical like i got the uh i got the short ribs when we were there and it came with like a guava barbecue sauce and that's just automatically florida everything here's guava yeah. <laughs> got the shrimp and grits yeah you got the key and, west the key west pink shrimp yeah and they were the key west like everything was sourced out of florida and yeah. i think that's a really cool thing that they do yeah i do too i think that's their that's their little like thing you know what i mean like every restaurant has their thing like the aesthetic at flying fish the view at california grill the seafood at narcusis the thing at citrico's is it's all locally sourced which you know most people nowadays are really on board with that yeah that that's really cool i didn't know that yeah that's they told us that last time we were there so after your dinner at citrico's this is the part that i'm really excited for because this is something that i have no information on i have no knowledge of besides on youtube the wish the wish was fantastic megan's a big uh disney cruise line gal and she really enjoyed the entire trip but the food was was really good across the board um so i can go through um the three rotational dining spots if you want or i can talk about um the like quick service things on the upper decks uh i can go whichever way you want Let's do the quick service first, just to kind of give people an idea of what is offered as far as kind of like a grab and go or like a quick meal option first. Okay. And get into the like the sit down dinners. Yeah. So in the on deck eleven in the front of the ship was all the buffets, um, and each side is the exact same. Like there's right and left, obviously, and I think each one had five stations. Um, you know, it has like, like for lunchtime, we'll say there's like, you know, burgers and fries, like simple stuff like that. Um, like Asian cuisine, they had desserts. Um, they had and fresh. These are open all day or how I'm not. So I've never been on a cruise. So I'm not sure exactly. How yeah. The, most of these are open all day for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Okay. Um, and like at lunch and dinner time, they had uh, like, you know, like shrimp, mussels, clam, oysters, stuff like that you could get. Um, good food yeah it was it was pretty solid um and then there was a dessert bar and then on the back of the ship they had uh like character themed quick service ones and um like one was donald's cantina which was my favorite um that was like a taco place you could do burrito bowls uh mickey smokestack barbecue was another one megan and i had that one day it was good uh there's a pizza stand that was open at all hours. Oh, wow. Ice cream. And I'm missing one. Uh, Goofy's Grill. That was like hot dogs and burgers, too. Okay, so there's there's food for everybody on, on this ship. Food for everybody. Um, all the options were good. The pizza is fantastic. 
um megan and i went there you know at like 10 11 o'clock every night just to get like you know late night snack but um what i was really impressed with and i appreciated at like the barbecue stand once you got your food you could get like whatever kind of sauce you want they probably had 15 sauces and bottles that you could try so um, it's and use for your it's dried and then you put your own right and then with like the taco bar um they had different salsas and mexican hot sauces and like i like spicy food and i like having options and you know most places don't have nearly that many oh yeah you got one or two options and it's sweet or spicy or it's you know smoky or not smoky so yeah that's 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 nice that you have all those options especially and that gives you the ability to go back and try it again and get something mm-hmm. different yeah there's plenty of stuff we never even got to and the stuff in the front of the ship i think kind of rotated each day just kind of depended but it was mostly the same stuff the breakfast was solid um we didn't end up not eating dinner because it was just a three-night cruise um on the 11th deck because we were in the uh, the rotational dining spots right Okay, so let's get into the rotational dining a little bit and kind of explain how that that works, I guess. Sure. So um, you don't know what your dining schedule is until you check in um, at port. Okay. So we were kind of hoping – so there's three three spots. There's Worlds of Marvel, 1923, and then Arendelle. And we were hoping to do 1923 on our last night, and that's exactly what happened. So – the first night for us was Worlds of Marvel. Second was Arendelle, and then 1923, which is, um, well, I can tell you that at the end. Let's let's start with Worlds of Marvel because I know that you're an MCU fan, yes, uh, just like I am. And I was kind of disappointed with the atmosphere uh, and the uh, aesthetic, but the food was great. Okay, so what was wrong with the aesthetic and the atmosphere? So it was really crammed in there, and it was loud. So I th- I think in the past on Disney Cruise Lines. Um, they might like pair you with another family um, at a, like a larger table, but now like cause of COVID, like everyone had their own table, which, which was fine. But um, you know, the servers are, are really crammed getting through the thin aisles and then the room is kind of dark and you're just surrounded by all these big TVs. Um, and I think at three different times during the dinner, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp come on. They're like the, the signature characters for it. Um, like Paul Rudd comes on there and, you know, he's Ant-Man, he's pretty funny, but the videos are no longer than two minutes and like, they're kind of entertaining. Like the first two are like comedic and then I'll spoil it for you. The last one is an Avengers battle, uh, for the Disney wish, um, like Ultron and, and some other robots like attack. So, um, Falcon Falcon comes to the rescue. No characters. So the characters don't come until the very end. And uh, it was funny. I had to go to the bathroom during dessert. And when I came back, I walked in with Ant-Man and Wasp. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like they walk in and then I couldn't even tell if they were actually saying real lines or it was just recorded. And they were like, you know, waving and pretending to talk over a pre-recorded track. Yeah. And they just did a quick lap around the restaurant and then they dipped. Okay, so that's a little disappointing for what I think most people would be expecting. Right, and so I forgot to mention this. After the first Ant-Man and Wasp clip, um, the TV start playing almost highlight reels of all the MCU movies, and every other TV is playing a different one. So like Iron Man 1, you see a montage of what happens all the way through um, 
Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which was cool, but it's like, I've seen all these movies, I know yeah. what happens, and you're just listening to the Avengers theme and other, like, Spider-Man themes, like, throughout the dinner, like, like Megan, for instance, isn't, like, an MCU fan, so, like, she probably didn't get much out of it. Yeah, for her, that's kind of like, uh, well, this was, uh, I guess it was okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what was the, the food? The food was awesome. Um, and, and one last thing on the entertainment, if you can even call it that, you have like a a reactor in the center of your table, and then like Ant Man will have you push a button, and it lights up like three different times, and that's all that happens. Um, and okay. they beg you, they beg you to not steal the arc reactor when you leave. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Please don't. Um, take- <laughs> yeah, but um, all the rotational dining spots are three courses, so. Um, for our appetizers, Megan had uh, the fried shrimp, and it was humongous. I've never seen a shrimp that big. Um, and then I had the steamed bao buns, which was fantastic. It was like pickled onions, um, pork belly, and slaw, and it was it was very good. Onions were a little onions were a little strong, but it was a really good um, appetizer. Yeah, I do like bao buns, so that's that's an interesting appetizer. Yeah, they had a pretty a pretty diverse uh, menu on all three at all three restaurants, to be honest with you, um, there's a little something for everybody. That's good though, because on a cruise ship, you, you got a lot of different people, different types of people and different types of palates and stuff like that. And, and you want to give people options. Yeah. And all the, I'd say all the restaurants had, you know, six to eight, um, like signature dishes. And then if that wasn't like four of you, you could just get like salmon or chicken breast. And I think one place had like a steak maybe. In a salad, I don't, I don't remember what, what all they had, but there's something for everyone. That's good. Yeah. So at Worlds of Marvel, Megan and I had the same entree. It was the Golden Mystic pasta, and we're going back to the the scallop theme here. It was angel hair, tomatoes, spinach, and scallops tossed in like a lemon a lemon saffron cream. Ooh, and that's really good. It was very good. It was very light too, um, which is good because like earlier in the day we like pigged out on the lunch buffet. Um, but nice. it was perfect, and, and the scallops were, were cooked to perfection, just like at Flying Fish. Yeah. It's just a recurring theme there with the scallops just are cooked perfect at Disney for some reason. I don't know what they <laughs> do. At least they're consistent. They are consistent with they scallops. They are very consistent. And I, I'd say each dish had like five or six scallops, which you normally don't get that at other restaurants. Yeah, you're getting three. Yeah. If that. Um, and we both had key lime pie for dessert. And I think that was my favorite dessert on the cruise. Um, really good. Oh, wow. Really? That's, I like key lime pie if it's, if it's right. Mm-hmm. But it's it was be- right. <laughs> <laughs> so next you went to Adventure. So, yeah. But so the first night um, we went to Hyperspace Lounge, which is the Star Wars bar on the Wish. Okay. So um, I have mixed reviews about this online. Say that again. I said I've seen mixed reviews about that online. Uh, people love it or they hate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you need a reservation, and it wasn't a problem for us. Um, we got it while we were waiting at port once we checked in. But you can only go once, and I think it's like a 45-minute experience, which is fine. That's all you need. Um, so, like, we checked in. It's a very small space. Okay. Um it's not even a fourth of Ogus Cantina in Hollywood Studios. Oh my gosh. I mean, there might be 20, 20 tables slash bar stools and booths combined. 
And the drinks aren't included with your packages, right? Drinks are not included. And um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I was kind of let down by this. It was the worst drink I've ever had in my entire life. (laughs) What was it? It was – here, I pulled up the menu just so I could tell you. It was the Asteroid Belt Pickled Minoc. And it was kind of like a margarita, but it was uh, Mezcal Tequila, which I feel like Disney could do a little bit better. Yeah. Um, Like, give me some 1800 at least. Yeah, at least make it, if, especially if you're paying for it. Then yeah, with uh, so mezcal tequila, Cointreau blood orange, and Bailey salted caramel. Um, the flavor of the marg wasn't bad, but it had this weird stuff on the top. I'll, I'll send you a picture of it, and you can post it on your Instagram. It was almost like you were drinking mouthfuls of orange pulp. Oh. Um, and and Megan and I split the drink because it was expensive, and like we we just like just wanted to try one. And we didn't even finish it. It was so bad. Really? Yeah. That's a big letdown, especially if it's something that. So, just this is off. This is a little off subject with it, but it's still about the cruise. So, when you go on one of these cruises, you pay a flat price and everything that you eat is included, correct? Yeah. But there are two restaurants on the Wish that aren't included. And they're like, like Palo is one of them. I forget the other name. Yeah, I know. They're Enchante. like Enchante. They're like the super upscale restaurants where you got to pay an extra fee or whatever. Yeah. But yes. like all three of your rotational dinings were included in your, in your price that you paid. Right. Yep. The only thing that'd be extra is if you wanted alcohol. Um, and for those of you who don't know, um, if you order a drink on a Disney cruise, there's an 18% gratuity cooked into it. So I had two drinks on the cruise, including hyperspace lounge and I was good. <laughs> Yeah, because if you're including 18%, you probably spent, what, 40 bucks on two drinks? Uh, it was like 45 or 50 The, oh. the first night, I, I ordered a screwdriver, and it was 23 And you regretted that instantly, didn't you? Yeah, I was like, what have I done? But there's <laughs> there's some people on there that ball out, bro, like drinks all the time. The, the couple next to us um, at all of our dinners, um, which, by the way, uh, you had the same servers at each spot. You had the same table number at each spot. And then you pretty much sit next to the same people. Um, so there's a good bit of consistency. But the family next to us was ordering multiple bottles of wine uh, at dinner. And they were staying on the cruise ship for another another voyage. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Balling out. Balling out. Okay, so Hyperspace Lounge was not worth going to or... If you're on the wish, you might as well go. And um, I will give it some credit, though. The aesthetic in there is pretty cool, and I like that better than Ogus Cantina. Um, I'm sure you've seen, like, on Instagram, like, behind the bar, it looks like you're floating out in space. Yeah. Probably every 10 minutes or so, you you, uh, make the jump to hyperspace, and you go to a new planet or, like, an asteroid field or, you know, somewhere in the Star Wars galaxy in front of a Star Destroyer. Um, and there's and there's planets from all three trilogies which i appreciated disney is just now coming around to incorporating the prequels yes um, and it was cool to see the representation of that yeah i think i actually saw a picture posted and they were at coruscant maybe yes coruscant mustafar or to renvar uh and and they had drinks themed after the prequel planet so that was pretty neat that is kind of cool because disney didn't neglect them for a long time yeah, and they're they're coming around. I'll give them credit. Yeah, so after that, which you would go back to if you went on the Wish or no? Yeah, I would. 
Um, I don't think, I don't think people need to check in. Like a lot of people in our Facebook group for the cruise was complaining about that. Like it was never really busy and the check-in process, I guess was kind of annoying for some people. We didn't have any issues with it though. Okay. So where, where was your next rotational dining Arendelle? Yep. Arendelle. And that was really cool. Um, much more interactive, pretty much from the moment everyone's seated, there's entertainment. Um, so for backstory, um, you're at Anna and, um, or what's his name? Christoph and Anna's engagement party. Couldn't remember his name. Okay. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's people singing and dancing the whole time. Um, there's like a guy playing the fiddle and guitar and, and they pretty much do most of the frozen classics. And then Anna, Elsa, Christoph come out. Um, and then there's an animatronic Olaf that comes out Olaf. also. And like he tells jokes and stuff. Um, but in between songs, Anna, Elsa, Christoph, and eventually Olaf come to each table. Oh, okay. So it's a lot more interactive with characters than the Marvel one. Yes. The characters, at least some characters were out the entire time. Oh, well, see, that's so that's a big plus, especially if you have kids and stuff like that, mm-hmm. because from what you said about the Marvel one, that's kind of a big letdown. So how how did the food match up to the entertainment, though? Uh, the food was really good. I like the food um, better, Arendelle better than uh, Worlds of Marvel, which I mean, both all, all three dining experiences were good, but um, I can go through what we had here. So. For appetizers, we both actually ordered two because <laughs> the menu looks so good. Okay. Um, I had Anna's cult board, which was smoked salmon, smoked trout, and then another smoked fish and um, like different like mustard you could dip it in and um, and then shrimp also. And that was fantastic. Megan had a cheese and ham tart, which she liked. And then um, going back to the well here. We both had Elsa's royal baked scallops. <laughs> you were just running Disney dry on scallops, weren't you? I, dude, I was a fiend. Um, we both ordered this, and this was my favorite appetizer on the whole cruise or on the whole trip. So it was scallops cooked in a shrimp bisque with baked carrots, and it was all baked in like this little white pot. And then on top of it was um, like this flaky pastry, almost like a croissant. So like you kind of had to poke a hole to let the air out of it and then you could dip your pastry in the soup Ooh, that sounds really good it was fantastic and i think we had at least two or three scallops in this appetizer i mean they're full-size scallops and and cooked to perfection too wow that's that sounds like a really good dish it was good um and then for entrees megan had the salmon and then i had the chicken breast duck on feet potatoes and mushrooms the chicken breast was good but I don't know if it's when you cook like a chicken with a lot of fat, but on the the one side of my chicken, it was like straight gristle and fat. And like, I thought I chipped a tooth when I bit into it. Oh my gosh. And so I, yeah, I had to be, I had to be careful because I kept biting into it throughout the chicken. Like the chicken itself was good, but I guess it was just the cut of meat that I had. I would, I would get it again, but um, that was a bit of a letdown. Yeah. That you don't want to chip a tooth on a cruise. There's no dentist. No. <laughs> Well, the the guy next to me buying wine might have been a dentist for all we know, the way he was spending money. That's true. (laughs) Um, What did she get? 
Megan um, just had the salmon, and that was with like potatoes and and carrots, I think, and another vegetable. But she said it was really good. And then dessert. Dessert. Megan had white chocolate cheesecake, and then I had a lemon cake, and it had um, it was almost like a lemon pudding in the middle, and then it had um, like a strawberry jam on the side, or uh, I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for is, but you could dip your cake in the strawberry, and it was really good. That sounds pretty good, like a strawberry comp- or compote or something. Yes, a compote. Yeah. yeah. That sounds, that sound, I mean, that sounds good for me. I mean, I, I like all things. I love lemon, so that, that would have been really in my I do too. I would have ordered that. Um, so, so, so our next day was when we arrived at Castaway Key, which is Disney's Island. And um, there is an adults-only beach, which Megan and I went on. We ran in floaties. That was cool. Um, the water is crystal clear. There aren't kids running around screaming and then they feed you on the Island and that's included in your, um, cruise package. Oh, wow. And it's basically a cookout. They had ribs, hot dogs, um, salads, chips, brownies, cookies, cornbread, um, hamburgers. I think they had salmon. It was, it was all really good. Yeah. That's something at the beach. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we sat down and ate lunch, and then we sat there for another hour. Didn't even go back to the beach because we were so full. And we were just enjoying the <laughs> weather, and you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it is nice that they have an adults-only area. I was going to ask you um, because the one complaint you do see on Disney cruises compared to like Royal Caribbean or Carnival or you know some of the other cruise lines is that it is flooded with kids. Um, so I was going to ask you about that. How how was it? Uh, I know that your cruise wasn't like a, a eight day cruise or anything like that, but <laughs> in the time you were there, did you feel like it was too kid oriented or you were overrun with kids or anything like that? Not at all. Um, no, there's a lot of things for adults to do. And a lot of like adults only areas, like there's different lounges and bars. Um, there's different like theaters and um, entertainment spaces and like it'll be designated for adults only from like you know six to eleven p.m. or whatever. So there aren't kids like fooling around. And then there's plenty of kids clubs. Like the first deck of the ship is nothing but like the second deck. Megan says um, is a complete kids area with like Star Wars and and Marvel themes and and all sorts of stuff. So like the kids are busy, yeah. and even the even the teenagers like the teenagers had a whole like gym and like hangout area they could be in. Yeah, that is just one thing that, like, when you read reviews on cruises and stuff like that, and you see, like, a Disney one come up, it's like, oh, well, there were so many kids on the cruise, I didn't get to enjoy the pool, or, you know what I mean? That's just stuff you see. So I didn't know from and somebody who's actually on there. It is Disney. Disney's fairly kid-oriented, though. So yeah. Like- yeah, <laughs> I get that. I understand that. I just didn't know if you felt like you couldn't enjoy yourself because of it, though. And I remember Megan said, like, on other Disney Cruise Lines that she's been on, um, the adults-only area really isn't secluded, and, like, kids just kind of bleed into it. Um, At one point, we were in the adults-only area, and some kids, like, walked in, and as soon as they were, like, you know, fooling around, like, a cast member was looking for their parents and, like, escorted the kids out. Um, So they didn't, like, disturb anyone. And there's pools back there and, like, bars and lounges for the adults. So, like, there aren't kids running around, which was pretty nice. Yeah, that's nice. That is that's just something I kind of wondered about, you know, if it was if it was something that you you noticed or not. Mm-hmm. All right, highlight so, of dinner. It's next. Yeah, so 
last dinner last night of the cruise was uh, in 1923, which was the year Disney was founded. And it's Megan gave me a look. I guess that's not right. Um, anyway, it's split into two different restaurants. There's the Walt side and then the Roy Disney side. Um, and it's like an ode to um, animators in the past. Like we were um, by like drawings of like Pinocchio and, and Jiminy Cricket at our table. Oh, that's um, cool. I would I would enjoy that. Yeah, it it was pretty neat. They had some cool stuff throughout. Um, but this is more of like a steakhouse theme. Um, we both had four cheese tortellini for app- an appetizer. That was really good. Um, our entrees were different though. Megan had the filet with uh, smoked smoked bacon wrapped green beans and potatoes, and then I had a rack of lamb with potatoes, carrots, and zucchini, and both were amazing. My boy, my boy. <laughs> I think the filet was actually a little bit better than the lamb, but both were both were a ten out of ten. Yeah, I mean a filet, it probably is a better. It probably what it probably was better than the lamb, but you don't always get lamb on a menu. Sure. So that's I kind of I tend to order lamb, and honestly, uh, a good way to tell how good a restaurant is is if they can cook lamb correctly. Uh huh. Because lamb is very easy to overcook. So if you if you don't know what you're doing, it, it can get well done. And then lamb is not good if you cook it past medium. <laughs> it was it was a perfect medium. And for dessert, we both had uh, blueberry lemon cream, and that was that was fantastic. That's and awesome. the the best part was um, on a Disney cruise. The last night, wherever you eat the last night of your rotational dining, that's where you eat breakfast the next morning when you. Um, when you depart so like it's like a 6 a.m breakfast which sucks um so we had breakfast there oh wow so was the breakfast menu pretty nice um it was pretty basic stuff if it's that early in the morning i don't want any food um i just had a bowl, a bowl of fruit and our wait staff kept asking us if we wanted more stuff i think megan had a little bit more than me but, yeah, but um go back to that restaurant and see some of the stuff would be really cool yeah yeah i'm glad we got to eat there the last the last meal of the trip yeah that's that so all in all, you would recommend going on cruises though. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely be back. Yeah, definitely going back on cruises. Food was good. The entertainment was good. There's there's something to do like at all hours. Yeah, we're definitely we're looking at going on a cruise. I don't know if it'll be a Disney cruise or not, but we're definitely looking at getting into the cruising world and seeing what it's about and getting to go different places and experience different stuff. Well, I, I do have a story and a recommendation for your listeners. Um, no. So before the trip, Megan booked us to have the like photo package and there's cast members running around or photographers running around the whole crew is like, they take your picture at dinner. You tell them your uh, stateroom number and then it all goes to an account. And at the end of the trip, like you get all the pictures, Okay. Um, any character meet and greet, which happens all the time. Excuse me. Um, you get that picture. There's backdrops on the wish. You get those done. Like it's it's pretty professional. Like we have some with like white backdrops and stuff with the wish. When you're on Castaway Key, they take your picture. You get those. Um, so that was like 170 bucks, and we ended up getting almost 60 pictures. So definitely worth the money. Yeah, that's really that's really good. <laughs> but um, whenever Megan booked this, she saw something about um, like a couple's portrait session. And so she signed us up for it. It didn't say if it was extra money or not. Um, but when we were at port, they took our first picture. And um, the the photographer noticed that, you know, we were on our honeymoon. And they're like, oh, you should sign up for a couple's portrait session. And said, you know, we already have. And she's like, oh, great. Uh, 
Alex is our head photographer. He's great. You're going to love him. And we're like, okay. So like we actually met Alex after that. He seemed cool. Um, and then while we were eating our dinner at worlds of Marvel, Alex comes and tracks us down, make sure, you know, we're still good for our shoot time, uh, and introduces himself to us again. Um, which we thought was really neat. Second night of the cruise, uh, we go to our scheduled session and we were in there for probably 30, 40 minutes. Oh, wow. I mean, we took a lot of pictures like headshots, you know, stuff together. He was really, really creative. Um, I mean, I can't imagine how many pictures we took. Yeah. And <laughs> he says, come back the next or the last night of the cruise, I think at like 930. Um, and we'll go over the, you can see the pictures that I took and we can pick out which ones you want. Yeah. And we're like, okay. So at that point we're like, all right, this is probably going to be a little bit extra. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're, we are spending more money than we knew. Yes. Um, <laughs> so then the next we're, night we're, we're, we're walking. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying that's the worst feeling in the world. I was like, oh, I'm spending more money and I didn't realize it. <laughs> so the next night, you know, we're walking to, uh, the, the photo place and we're talking about you know how much are we comfortable spending and i think we we're we we're both kind of like you know 150 200 max and that's if we get a good amount of pictures so we sit down and alex shows us a slideshow of probably between 75 and 100 pictures that he took um all were edited in black and white all were very good i mean we had, we just got married and like had photos obviously taken for the wedding we had a sneak peek and like they were on par with that yeah um <laughs> so he gets through he gets through the slideshow and he goes all right well let's talk about um packaging and stuff and prices and we're like okay and he pulls up this document um on his screen it's like five pages and the first one i about had a heart attack oh, <laughs> um and, and just for context when you hear the price these were like canvases and, you know, canvas packages that they'd mail you of your pictures. Okay. Um, nothing was under four digits. Oh my God. I mean, they had packages 2,500. There was one that was over 3000. The cheapest one was 1500, I think, or maybe 1400. I'm guessing you didn't get any photos. <laughs> no, well, we didn't get any canvases. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> and like, and those other options, like it was really fancy stuff. And so he starts scrolling through this document um, and then he gets us to um, printouts that they can do there. And they're just, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, standard five by seven printouts Yeah. Um, for 10 printouts or was it five, Megan, for five printouts, it was $500. And then, you know, for 10 printouts, it was a thousand. And these are five by seven that, you know, you could go print at CVS for 10 cents. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it went all the way up to, you know, $3,000 worth of printouts, probably. Oh, my goodness. And we were like, can we do like digital downloads? And that was the final page of the packet. And five digital downloads, we had the rights to the picture, was $550. Oh, my, oh my goodness. And then like like yeah. eight, per eight downloads was like 900 Like the prices made no sense. And... <laughs> this is our first test of marriage. Uh, he was like, so what do you guys think? And Megan and I kind of looked at each other and I was like, can we have a minute? And he stepped aside and I was like, can we have the room? And he said, Oh, of course. So he steps out and Megan and I look at each other and we're just like smiling and we're both like no chance. <laughs> 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 like we can't do this. 
Um, and so we like, we had him on the hook for a few minutes. We pretended like we were talking and then I called him back in the room. And I was like, look, dude, like we just paid for a wedding. Like we can't swing this. And he's like, well, there's nothing I can do on the price, but I can change the quantity. How about six downloads for $550? Oh, so he gave you one more. Wow, he gave you, it was really one, just there. One more. And then I was like, nah, man, like, it's just not worth it. And we're walking out, and he says, hold on a second. What if I do three for 350 <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not a mathematician, but that doesn't add up. No. <laughs> so you were giving five for $500. Why would you pay $350 for three? I what? guess you could. I guess because you could download them and print however however big of a size you wanted. But like, it was so funny. Like we went to guest services after like pay off the rest of our uh, our tab or, and whatever on the cruise and stuff we had bought. And like we were laughing about it for thirty minutes after. <laughs> that is insane pricing. Uh, I know Disney likes to you know rob the cradle when they can, but price gap a little bit. But that but is, that is nuts. I wish I would have taken a picture of like the price packaging and like, so you all could have it. So the world could have it. Like there must be people who buy, you know, extravagant packages. Otherwise they wouldn't have a whole studio, yeah, they, you know, they, well, it was the people beside you at dinner. They bought it <laughs> on both trips, on both trips. They bought them. Yeah. They wanted to see the <laughs> way they look. You need a picture of the pricing. I just wish we had a picture of your face. When it- <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I need a picture of face when it said three thousand dollars <laughs> well while the dude was out in the hallway i should have like pulled up the slideshow and taken pictures of his pictures on my phone like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what you should have done man that's nuts though i mean we've bought uh photo pass and stuff like that before and photo pass runs i think a hundred bucks uh, to add it to your annual pass is like a hundred bucks it's like a hundred bucks but i mean if you're buying it as um, no, no, no. like an add-on on vacation. I think it's like 160. I think it's 169. Something like that. But but that's unlimited downloads. Yeah. For every picture that they take of you inside the Disney park. Now I yep. know that's a professional photo shoot and obviously like these are edited and black and white. Like you said, everything's really nice. But $169 for as many photos as I want for an entire year at Disney or $350 for three photos. I yeah, I mean, I'll send you some of the pictures that we got from the trip that, you know, we just, that was part of the photo package. I mean, they're fantastic. We're going to frame multiple of them. Well, if they if they disclose the price, Candace, no one's going. Yeah, that's exactly it. True. No one. They can get mad when they put in the work to take the pictures and then you get to the sit down portion and you're like, no way. There's no way that they sell out of one out of 10 people by five. There's no way. And the cool thing, like outside the photo studio, um, there are probably like 10 kiosks um, that you could check to see like what photos you had taken throughout your trip. And oh. then like, if you think like, oh, our picture from Arundel isn't here, there was a way you could like look up photos that weren't attached to like staterooms and then you could find it. Luckily, like we didn't run into that issue, but like that is a resource that they have. Oh, that's so you, you can uncover your pictures that are lost. I will say, so this kind of plays off of your photo shoot. Candace got me on our honeymoon for photos <laughs> that I wasn't prepared to pay for originally that I paid for. <laughs> we went to discover you paid for, but we literally share a joint bank account. So, so I paid for I paid for half, which I wasn't comfortable paying for. 
we went to Discovery Cove and we did the dolphin swim and they have like a photographer that is in the water with you, like taking pictures of you the whole time. Uh-huh. And just, just like photos, you know, like that you're not like posing. Well, some of them are posing, but some of them are just photos of you. Just, you know, things with the dolphin. Yeah. And when you leave, they give you like a little keychain thing that you scan when you go into the, like the photo booth, like photo portrait thing. And I'm uh-huh. like, we're not buying any photos. There's no way. So we walk <laughs> in and now it's not this bad, obviously. It's not as bad as what you're saying. We walk in and I'm like, okay, this isn't, I'm, I might get like one photo of like us with the dolphin. Right. And the first package was like you said, you got, I think you got like 30, it was like 30 photos. You got like this big giant frame, all this different stuff. And it was like $899. And I was like, not a chance. Not spending <laughs> money. I just, and for those people that don't know what Discovery Cove is, it's like an all-inclusive day resort at SeaWorld. And it runs about $350 per person per day. So oh. you but everything is included and actually beer and wine is included also. Oh, yeah. oh okay. So you get three meals plus beer and wine, plus you get to swim with dolphins and swim in the reef and stuff. It's and- a cool experience. I recommend people going. But I just spent seven hundred dollars to come here today. I don't have an extra eight hundred dollars to spend on photos. So they were going through the packages like they were with you. And then we got to like the digital download one. And they were like, oh, the digital download one's $200. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, and they were like, you can only pick 10 of the photos for the digital download. I was like, oh, oh my oh. gosh. And there, and then I, we were on our honeymoon at that point too, actually. And they're like, but we'll make the $279 package $200 for you today. So <laughs> we ended up and suckered into a $200 photo package and we got 10 photos and a nice little book. A book, a picture frame, the, all, so we had, actually we got more digital downloads than that. I'm just gonna <laughs> um, but it was like 30 digital downloads. Let me tell you, photos are the way that these places get you. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and it's funny too because I've asked photographers at Disney to like take a picture with my phone instead and it's just not the same. No. It is just not the same quality. And it's just, it, you, you, they really get you with photo packages at, at these places. Hey, but I will say, we do look at those pictures a lot. One of them is in the, the frame. The frame that we got was very beautiful. And it, it sits in our living room. And then and the photo album, and I don't know if I've ever shown you this, Matt, but there's a very cute picture of Christian kissing the dolphin. Oh. I mean, but these places, when you go pick up the photos at the end, they tell you, like they said with you, like, oh, yeah, you pick up your photos at the end of the day. We go pick it up and we walk away and they just laugh at you while you walk away because you just up <laughs> nothing. It's memory. They're just laughing at you like, huh, sucker. Yep. <laughs> I will I will say uh, one more thing on the wish. We didn't ride the Aquamouse. You did um, not. I was actually going to ask that and then I forgot. I figured you would, so that's why I said something. Um, we just didn't get around to it. And then the last day when we got off of Castaway Key, we got in line. And apparently it had been broken down for like three or four hours. Oh, wow. Um, and it kept breaking down. And the line was moving because, you know, people were getting out of line. 
and we waited for probably 30, 40 minutes. And we got to the point where it said, you know, 60 minutes, um, you know, until you can ride, but the ride hadn't even started yet. Like they weren't even running it. Ride that. Huh? It was that long of a wait. Yeah. And the ride wasn't even working. Like people were just waiting in line to get on it. And then we're like, this is dumb. So we went back to our state room or state room and got cleaned up and like went to dinner. Yeah. I, I, I would not have waited that long to ride a water slide. No, the, it was funny. Like after dinner, I ran into some guy, um, and we we're just like, you know, talking about the cruise and he was saying like, it ended up, we were both in line for Aquamouse at the same time, but he waited it out and he was in line for like probably two hours or so. Oh my goodness. And he was like, it wasn't worth it. Like he said, it's cool, but like, you know, it's a water slide basically. That's a lot of wasted time on a cruise ship when there's so much to do. Yeah. So that's my only thing with that, that's a, you, you, you're on there and there's so many different things you could go do and you wait in line for a water slide. See, that's my thing. Like when they do, when they show movies, unless it's a movie that's not like been released yet and they're doing like a pre-release on a cruise ship, I'm not going to go watch a movie that I've probably already seen right yeah they had all they had all the new marvel movies but it's like i'm not gonna waste two and a half hours of my cruise to watch thor love and thunder yeah when at nine o'clock at night (laughs) at home right Um, one thing i want to talk to you or just touch on real quick before we get out of here um what would you recommend as far as the grand versus boardwalk oh um in terms of if you had like, to stay for a week, where would you rather stay? Oh, well, if I had to stay for a week and money was no object, Grand Floridian, 100 times out of 100. Okay. That, so we, we, uh, we also kind of fell in love with the Grand Floridian for the last weekend when we stayed there. Um, it is absolutely incredible. Uh, you can go back and listen to podcasts where I talk about the Grand Floridian, and I don't say that, but uh, it's incredible. Our minds have been changed. Yeah, staying there really changes your mind about mm-hmm. the Grand Floridian from just visiting when you're at Disney. So when you visit and you're at Disney, you feel out of place. You feel like, I don't know, you just feel that that aesthetic at the Grand where it's like everybody here thinks they're better than me. It's just bougie. <laughs> yeah. Bougie. But when you stay there, that like feeling went away for me. Like I was like, you know what? I'm just like everybody else here. I'm staying here. And the little touches at the Grand were just incredible. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not a huge Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. So we stayed in the remodeled rooms that they just got done in the Big Big Pine Key building. And Matt, you stayed in the Villas, Villas. right? Yeah. Okay. Have both. We've done both. We both have DVC, so we've done both now. So that's good to have both viewpoints on it. So the rethemed rooms, as Candace was starting to say. Sorry. Like, I'm not a huge Mary Poppins fan, but, like, there's such subtle touches, and it's not, like, super in your face. Like, you know, and obviously this is, like, comparing apples to oranges, but, like, when you go to Pop Century and you have, like, the super in-your-face theming of all the... Yeah. um, Or, I'm sorry, not Pop Century, Art of Animation. Yeah. And you have, like, the super in-your-face theming of the characters and the cartoons and things like that or the animations yeah and then you go over to like grand floridian and and see how they have themed it's so subtle and almost graceful in a way how they have it all yeah like the chandelier in our room matt the light bulbs were penguins 
It was <laughs> the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, like the light bulbs were little penguins, and it was just those little touches from Mary Poppins, like in the room, like the birds are like picking up the leaves, and it looks like they're picking up like a blanket and, like, and the stuff. Floral, like, and I hate wallpaper, but like the floral wallpaper was really pretty. Even yeah. the brush was pretty. Yeah. Like it was just all very well thought out. I will say we stayed in the big pine key. Um, the building and the building across from it, which I think is Conch Key. I'm not 100% sure. I could be ho- totally wrong on that one. Is now under refurb, and the construction was a little annoying. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> the room we stayed in, though. So I didn't notice this. Christian pointed this out when he was um, just kind of ch- on the bed, but the room we stayed in wasn't technically a theme park or like a lake view but if you're if like when you laid on the bed or when you're like in a certain spot out on the um balcony balcony if the scaffolding wasn't for the other um building you can actually see the castle yeah we had like a castle yeah so we could see the castle pretty much all day at all times and then like at night, like we could see the fireworks from our room. So it was, it was kind of cool. And just getting that room in that certain spot, like it's not like she said, it, we didn't pay for like theme park view or anything like that, but it was just kind of cool. That we there, got that. One thing I did not like about the grand. What? You could hear everything. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys had the issue. Like, I don't know if you guys slept in or not, but we like did. the boat horn start at 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> They started construction at 8 a.m. And I mean, it, and it then, always felt like you were, like, we've stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's one of our, our favorites. And I feel like you never anybody don't get in the room. So people walk them down the hall. He, at the Grand, that was one thing I can say. The, our next door neighbor, I could literally hear their, like, conversation word for word clear. Oh, no. Yeah, it was a little loud. It was a little and, loud. I mean, at one o'clock in the morning, and then also while we were there, they were testing fireworks from twelve to one a.m. Yeah, and that was, <laughs> that was pretty startling. Boom <laughs> goes off at twelve forty-five. Yeah, we didn't we didn't actually sleep the best, but staying there definitely changed our minds about the Grand Floridian. I feel like if we are maybe in like a different room um, or a different building. It would have been, it might have been a little different, but we wouldn't have had the remodel room, which was yeah. stunning in itself. Yeah. So I know Megan is, is she partial to Boardwalk? No, her, uh, their home resorts are um, Bay Lake and uh, Wilderness Lodge. Oh, okay. I didn't know if, because I know you guys had stayed at Boardwalk before. I didn't know if that was because that was like a home resort or if you guys, if she really liked Boardwalk. We, I mean, we both love Boardwalk. Like, there's cool stuff around it, you know, like Abracadabar. We enjoy, you know, walking the boardwalk at night, um, close to Epcot and in Hollywood Studios. There's a walking distance. It, it has its perks. I, I really do love the boardwalk. Yeah, I do like the boardwalk as a resort. Um, is there anything else that you with your trip or anything that we missed? No, I will say I think we enjoyed the Grand so much because we were there for three days and we didn't go to the parks. So, like, you could really take in the entire resort. Like, we went to the pool, like I said. You know, we could sit in the lobby and listen to the piano player, um, explore the resort, which we hadn't fully done um, in the past. So it was just really nice to take it all in. 
Yeah, we did a lot of that this time, actually, too. We went to the parks, but we only went to the parks for a few hours a day. We weren't in the yeah. parks for mm-hmm. hours. If that. Yeah. That even, yeah, the, the one day we were there for like an hour and a half, and we are like, you know what? Let's just go back to the room. And, <laughs> and I will say, I don't know if you guys experienced this, too, but we went to the pool at night, um, and we got lucky enough that it was right when fireworks started. And oh. Your pool, you literally have the most perfect view of the fireworks, and they pipe the music in. Well, no, they were eating dinner at California Grill and Citrico's and Flying Fish. So. Oh, this is true. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we watched uh, we watched fireworks from right outside of our room. Um, we could kind of see Space Mountain from where we were at, uh, but it was, you know yeah. we could still hear the music. They had speakers near us. It was neat. Yeah, we got to watch the candlelight processional. Oh yeah, we. We got to walk. We actually saw that too on the boat the one night. We were coming across the lake and we saw that. And it was kind of, we had never really watched it from anywhere but California Girls. So that was kind of cool. I didn't even know it played music for the electrical parade. Yeah, like we just, we we enjoyed that. (laughs) Is there anything else you want to talk about, Candace? No, I think I'm good. How about you, Matt? I think that's pretty much everything. Uh, This is a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a good time talking about your trip. And, you know, I hope you guys come back down soon and we can get together and do some things. And, do another podcast at some point. Sounds great. All right. I'll see you later, Matt. See ya. Guys, so that's going to wrap up today's podcast. Uh, you can always find us on all social media platforms at Disney Dining 101. And thank you for listening today.